Hi, I'm Brittany Hoffman. And I'm Madeline Phipps. Welcome to Shifting Ears. This is the Valley Metro internal podcast talking all things transit, transportation, and everything you need to know about the agency behind the scenes and some upfront stuff you may not know about. Hey, Brittany. Hey, Maddie. What are you doing on February 12th? I think there's a big event that I'll be watching on TV. I also hope that after many volunteer hours, I'm awake enough to stay up and watch the whole big game. (gasps) That's right. It's Super Bowl Sunday on February 12th, which means the whole week before it is the Super Bowl of events for Valley Metro staff and volunteers. Maddie, this is a huge event coming to the Valley, and our light rail system is really one of the key components that brings these big events to our city. So this is our time to thrive and show the nation why we are so special here in the Valley. So obviously, the planning and preparation for this event doesn't just happen overnight. So today, we're talking to a couple of our senior leaders about how Valley Metro has been preparing for more than a year to partner with all of our cities and make this a really memorable and fun event for visitors and residents. Adrian Reese, been here eight years and the Director of Safety, Security and Quality Assurance. What is your team doing to prepare for Super Bowl and all the associated events that are happening across the Valley? The planning for Super Bowl has been going on since about this time last year. So it started up just a couple months before the end of 2021 and officially ramped up, obviously, first of this year. But in September of this year, we did a train the trainer for some situational awareness and all hazards training. We wanted to really, compared to 2015, really ramp up our awareness training and held that in September, which allows us to have the contractors have the training necessary to go ahead and give in a very quick fashion all hazards training for transit employees. And in February, we're going to actually hold the training for all of Allied staff. We just had our all hands-on training quarterly meeting with them just last week. So with the approval from the board to have us increase the hourly rate for Allied, it has helped with the vacancies. So really getting the staff hired and excited about Super Bowl is, is the biggest thing. So you mentioned that we're able to fill some of those vacancies and have more bodies on the system. Mm -hmm. How many man hours or personnel does it take? A lot. (laughs) (laughs) The difference between 2015 and what we'll see at 2023 is the intensity. So if we look at intensity, time, duration, and frequency, it's much more intense this go around. And the frequency and the duration is also increasing. We just had an announcement that Kevin Hart is going to be here that Friday and Saturday just down the street at the Arizona Financial Center, which is the old Dodge Theater. That's another event on top of multiple events. So if everybody remembers 2017, we had the NCAA playoffs. So that was programming at Margaret T. Hance and down here a bit. The difference is, is we've got Margaret T. Hance, we've got downtown, and we have multiple venues doing either NFL-sanctioned or their own events on top of other events. So 2015 Super Bowl, everything was down here. We had Block 23. 
So with staffing, the out man hours, the duration is longer. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, there's three full days where we're going to be operations staff and security staff. So really making sure we have enough people. I couldn't tell you the amount of hours. I haven't really gotten to that level yet. But right now we are 4,900 hours a week for Allied Universal on a standard for their contract. That's the regular operational security. We're going to add on to that by having people at the Margaret T. Hant stations and also downtown. And then we've got to spread staff out at the park and rides, depending on where people are coming from. So man hours, I would have to actually crunch those numbers, but it's on top of our regular almost 5,000 hours a week. It's probably a good another 1,200 hours of man hours. Just to kind of give some context for people, what are some of the other we call them mega events that Mm -hmm. would be similar to what Super Bowl is bringing to the Phoenix area that we've participated in recently. So college football championships, I have the banner actually in my office. That was January 11th a few years ago. NCAA playoffs, which is 2017. MLB All-Star with a red carpet event that was on live nationally televised TV with our light rail station right there in the backdrop, which was very much and during the work day which was also compounding, and with bleachers where people actually watch the parade. I don't know if you guys recall that, but that's, I can't remember the year, but that was the MLB All-Star. I wasn't with Valley Metro at the time, so it was several years ago. I was with PD. And like I said, with the Super Bowl, this go-around, it is the NCAA and the Super Bowl at the same time. So it's an event within an event because of the fact that Margaret T. Hance is engaged for three of those days and nights and downtown's engaged three to four of those days and nights because we've got host parties also on Super Bowl Sunday. And then Chase is also tight-lipped about it so far, but Chase is going to have something going on on Saturday. We don't know what it's going to be, but they're wanting to do a non-NFL sanctioned event that's going to bring in another 20-some thousand people. So to compare the 2023 Super Bowl to something we've done so far is really to take multiple mega events we've done and put them on top of each other all at the same time. That's that duration thing. And it's over three solid days of events and nights. Crazy. So you mentioned that you've been planning for this event for over a year now. How are you working with other safety and security agencies to prepare? Because obviously we can't do this all alone. Right. So for every Super Bowl, the Super Bowl 2024 is going to be hosted in Vegas. So it's called the forward team. So the Vegas team is going to be here. The forward team, if you will, from law enforcement and so on, will be here to watch the Super Bowl here and to see how our planning works from public safety, first responders, all the mitigation, all of that stuff. There's a lot of lessons learned from the previous Super Bowl, always, especially transit-related and egress. So when we look at egress and these snafus and egress and emptying out at a big arena, like, you know, Glendale's doing their planning for how they get folks safely out of the arena or if they stick around and have dinner and all that. So the coordination there also exercises training. We did have an exercise, a tabletop that we did back in September that was transit specific. We're actually going to participate in another one in January that's going to have 131 people in attendance for this tabletop over at the convention center. So really identifying where your gaps are. So when you ramp up to the actual event, you've talked about, hey, 
you know, contingency plans. You've talked about right now the workforce shortages have been pinching everybody, especially when it comes to security positions, because multiple events, everybody wants security. And then making sure public safety is staffed up. Technology also, what's the latest technology? Credentialing, that's a big one this year. I've noticed the difference between 2015 and 2023 is the NFL has their own security division that they send the forward team out a couple of times. We had a few WebExes where they have certain requests of clearing assets and checking assets and checking yards and all of that and how that will work with our operations team because we don't want to have 30, 40 minute train headways So we want to make sure that we can get people to where they want to go quickly and efficiently by also being safe and secure. So it's important to collaborate with your public safety. And they understand also when they're coming in to put on the NFL security the way they want, that they understand how our operations works and how the region works. So we can accommodate them as much as possible, but also not impact our riders to where they're waiting for 40 minutes for a train. So... After sharing all that, what would you say is the biggest challenge for preparing for this event? The biggest challenge by far is the duration and intensity. So those words I mentioned earlier, what feels different is this time it's a longer duration, a period of time, and the intensity of those periods is through the roof. It's going to be crazy busy down here. We have a bigger system. We're 28 miles now. We're not 20. We've got more territory to cover. The workforce challenges, I think we're kind of getting there. We're seeing a little bit of a recovery there, which is a good thing. But really the duration and intensity, thousands upon thousands of people converging on downtown Phoenix all at once for these multiple events. Maddie, I am already exhausted thinking about all the events that we have to cover starting with the 4th and the 5th. I mean, it's not just Super Bowl week. It extends even further. So, ooh, I know I'm going to need lots of rest, lots of water, and definitely lots of snacks. Well, I'm always in if snacks are involved. And honestly, it wouldn't be the Super Bowl if there weren't snacks. So I'm glad we're going to have some for all of the staff that's going to be working that week too. Snacks are always a bonus, Maddie. And I know that you and I have already been working on Super Bowl information to get out to all of our visitors, riders, residents, and our leader, Hilary Foos, is going to talk about all of the extra preparations that go into planning for the big game. Hilary Foos, I am the Director of Communications and Strategic Initiatives for Valley Metro. I've been with Valley Metro since 2008, so going on 14 wonderful years. So there's a lot of messages that need to go out around Super Bowl time. What kind of preparations is the CSI division involved in with Super Bowl? So our group is very involved in all aspects of Super Bowl transit planning. So we're really not just restricted to communications and marketing, although that is a heavy lift for our Super Bowl involvement. But We are also very engaged in working with operations and with security and with maintenance to understand their plans, helping augment their plans, as well as to help communicate their plans. We also are very engaged in the volunteer aspect. And so it will be a very robust volunteer effort between our staff and the Arizona Super Bowl host committee. We will have volunteers really helping at park and rides and certainly the downtown stations to really make sure we have a positive customer experience and Certainly, as we talk about communications and marketing, it's a 
rather large lift there as well, certainly to help passengers navigate the system, try the system for the first time in many cases, how do they get to where they need to go, and ultimately marketing transit as a really positive option to getting to all of your Super Bowl events. What kinds of volunteer opportunities can we expect as Valley Metro staff? So just free your calendars <laughs> between Thursday through Sunday of Super Bowl week. We will have volunteers, again, at the key downtown stations, everywhere from 3rd Street, Washington and Jefferson, all the way up to supporting Hans Park, all the way up to McDowell. And we'll have station volunteers and ambassadors really helping passengers wayfind. We'll have boarding and deboarding only stations, so helping making sure that people are getting on and off where they need to be, handing out maps and information so they know where they need to go in order to connect with the various events, and certainly just being a smiling, positive face to welcome them to Valley Metro and welcome them to the downtown and Super Bowl experiences. In addition to downtown, we will also have volunteer resources out at select high-volume park and rides. And again, their role there is similar, helping people wayfind, maybe buy their fare, helping them get on the right train, helping them know how to get back to this spot, and ultimately just being that positive ambassador for Valley Metro as all the crowds head into downtown for these events. How does transit play a role in Phoenix getting these mega events? I think that's a story that really goes untold oftentimes. I do think that Valley Metro, because we are so good at what we do, particularly around special events, it often gets just assumed that we will have this high level of service and high quality level of service. I think that we have been incredibly instrumental to our success in hosting mega events. Phoenix as a region has been host to dozens of large-scale national, international events. And I think in the last 14 years since Light Rail in particular has been engaged, I think we are an easy, convenient connection for people to connect from across the valley into downtown Venus and some of the other event centers, certainly downtown Tempe as well. And I think they keep coming back. Like the Super Bowl, this is the fourth time that our state has hosted Super Bowl. I really think it tells a very positive story how well we did in 2015 and how much they expect from us as we head into 2023. So you were here the last time we hosted the Super Bowl in 2015. What really stands out to you from that experience? It is such an overwhelmingly positive experience. I think back on it and it's just one of those amazing memories. And what's it just makes you so proud to be a part of Alley Metro and how much the team really came together to pull off something that I knew we could do, but it was something we've never done before. I mean, we hosted 500,000 riders across those five days. And I remember seeing, I was sitting in the control center looking at our camera footage and the trains were so heavy that they were rocking back and forth with all the passengers getting on and off. I hadn't experienced that before. It was an incredible visual. And I think our staff did an amazing job putting out the high quality level of service that we did. I don't think people recognize how much effort that takes and how much coordination that takes. I also think our volunteers did an amazing, they're such a critical linchpin to the overall success of our involvement in this event that people, no matter the crowds, 
were just happy and smiling and having a really great experience on transit. And so just remembering how positive people were. I think it's something to be really excited about being a part of Super Bowl, certainly. So thankfully, people are coming down to enjoy events that they're really looking forward to. But we made that connection so easy. And it really was like the rally train, like people were enjoying themselves pre-event before coming into downtown for the actual events themselves. So the team, I always reflect on the team and how strong the team was and how strong our coordination was. You mentioned it a little bit earlier, but transit is a huge component to getting these mega events. But what impact does the Super Bowl have on Valley Metro and our awareness in the Valley? I think it's not just our awareness in the Valley. I think it's our awareness as a transit agency nationally and even internationally. I think that Locally, as we think about who we're serving with this event, certainly we're serving first-time residents who have not yet used the system, and having them have such a positive experience on transit helps us into the future. Hopefully they ride again, their kids ride again. It leaves a very positive impression of transit in the Valley and how critical it is. Whether you don't use it every day or not, it has its place, and it really is an important part of our transportation infrastructure. I also think, you know, our ability to host these types of events and the scale of these events is also what helps our build our reputation nationally. Valley Metro has a very strong reputation across the nation and certainly across our peers across the country. And it's for our ability, as small and mighty as we are in many ways, for us to come together to host this scale of event. It really gets a lot of recognition from our peers across the country. Speaking of our peers across the country, were you able to talk with any people that work in a similar position as you do at other agencies that have hosted a Super Bowl to kind of find out what they did, what worked? How did that shape our planning for this one? So we often talk to our peers about events of this scale. Obviously, transit is just critical, and learning from our peers continues to be critical and always is always critical. So we just got an email from LA Metro last week, their CEO. They just hosted, obviously, the one from earlier this year, and they were happy to share their plans, their recaps, their lessons learned, and we will be engaging with them and learning from them as well. I also know that on the flip side, we have met with many transit agencies including MARTA and Orange County, and there's several others, sharing our lessons learned, our recap, what worked for us, what didn't with our peers nationally. So the transit industry is, you know, a small yet big world. And so we really do lean on each other. And, and I'm proud to say that when we talk about mega events, it always, we did so just recently at Enomax. It does set us apart with how many events we've helped host. And they really want to know how we do it. And we put a lot of energy and effort into making sure that we're highly coordinated. Everything from Adrian, her team, to Susan and you guys, certainly to operations as well. What would you say are the most challenging factors for the agency and our division when it comes to the Super Bowl? I think recently it has been related to hiring and making sure that we are well-staffed. And not only are we well-staffed, obviously you guys know the labor shortages that we've been going through and working hard to tackle. But we also need to make sure that morale is high because we are going to be asking people to work almost two weeks straight. And at a pace that's a very high pace, it doesn't allow for a lot of downtime. You a little bit run on adrenaline. And so making sure that we're taking care of our team and they feel a part of something and they feel proud to be, you know, working as hard as they are. I think for the CSI team, 
our challenges are in communicating to a very diverse mix of audiences. We're talking to riders who will experience bus detours and potential overcrowding, to visitors who've not ever visited Phoenix before. So how to get from the airport to light rail to downtown and making sure that experience is a positive one. So we really do have quite the range in terms of who we're communicating with and the amount of people we're communicating with. And that's why there's kind of no replacement for that hands-on volunteer interaction. We could spend millions of dollars on marketing and media buys and probably never get to all the audiences we need to. That's why that really hands-on engagement when they get off the SkyTrain at 44th Street is just so key. Well, talking with Hillary has definitely made me more excited and feeling like I need to get ready and be prepared to get out there and welcome people on board the light rail to go enjoy all those major events in downtown. Yeah, and don't forget to sign up for events to help out riders, residents, everyone coming flooding to downtown. You'll definitely get to hang out with Maddie and I because we will be here for sure. That's right. So be checking your email for that sign up genius and take on a couple of shifts so you can be a part of this really memorable event and memorable time for our city. Maddie, you know what else is memorable? What? Getting a prize. It's time for prizes, prizes, prizes. All right. Here is today's question. When was the last time the Super Bowl came to the Valley? If you have the answer, send us an email to podcast at valleymetro.org. Maddie, we've hit a big milestone. We're at episode 40. That means this year we're going to hit 50. That's huge. I'm excited. So I want everyone to keep listening. Don't forget to listen every month. And if you have things you want to hear about on the podcast, email us at podcast at valleymetro.org. For Valley Metro, I'm Madeline. I'm Brittany. Thanks for riding with us. We'll meet you at the next stop. Shifting Years is produced by Alex Otsos. Peter Corkery is the executive producer. I'm Madeline Phipps with Brittany Hoffman. Thanks for listening. <laughs>